Yeah, you suck so bad. Free, Get out of this plane. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. You can't, th- yeah. you can't see. We don't yeah. like you here. Um, You're an embarrassment to I the also, material plane. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be neat to see how much better support I can be just by standing there doing nothing. Well, I think she would have meant some mentioned elephant people. That's not something it you was, just. How has it ever been relevant to any any of our adventures? I mean, I kind of think we should do the uh, assume they want to fight us out the gate thing first. Sometimes it's like intelligence is the dump stat for all of our characters. It's also kind of the dump stat for us too. Chapter three twenty one. To shoot or not to shoot? That is the question. Okay. So in the last episode, well, the last episode, we actually had a wrap up on uh, Jade's arc. But in the last episode before that, you finished up Jade's arc. Uh, you were able to uh, finally defeat the entire room full of mimics after going through the gauntlets of fire, air, earth, and water. And uh, then Jade got her bow, right? No. No? <laughs> What'd you get no, there? No, I got an amulet that summons a hound. Ah, so you got a dog. I got a dog. So you're a cat with a dog. Yeah. Together, you're a cog. Actually, it's mass hysteria. Dak. Cats and dogs <laughs> living together. <laughs> Dak. 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 Anyway, so yeah, that was a big surprise at the end. We ended up with, uh, instead of getting a weapon like everybody else, uh, uh, Jade got a combat I got pet. a weapon. Yeah. A unit. So you got uh, you got the, the dog, and, and what's the dog's name again? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know yet. We just know it as Kulan's Hound. Yes. I would I name him Houndy. Houndy? Mm-hmm. Of course you would, Matt. Houndy McCound of the Clan McCound. <laughs> yeah. Or Barky also works. Ruffy? Barky. Snarly? Bro. Bro. He's called Puddles. He's going to go, go bro. bro. Go, bro, go. And he's like, rough, rough. Okay, anyway. So um, when we had last left you, you had all had read the uh, scroll of recall. And um, as had happened on each of the other cases, Jade, you had faded out. And faded back into reality mm-hmm. and was standing next to Cotter. And um, once again, you had abilities you didn't have before. You had items you didn't have before. You had a dog you didn't <laughs> have before. And you look down the line and you see all of your companions standing there with Cotter. And uh, Cotter? Yeah? From your perspective, you stepped through your portal of fire and ended up in this tropical location with elephantine people coming at you and then it's as if your companions just stepped through the portal right after you and and ended up in a line next to you and it would have seemed like nothing at all had happened except you've got these strange vague memories about something happening and you notice that everybody is different including you um, once again, you have mm-hmm. abilities you didn't start with there as you were stepping through the portal and you have items you didn't start with. 
Um, and your uh, companions, you notice, definitely have items that they didn't start with. You know, uh, Arlen has his staff of, of Neilon. You notice um, rings on the fingers of Sorzak. Uh, there's a much uh, more uh, sinister and, and dangerous-looking bow in the hands of Adri. And uh, most shockingly of all, of course, um, you know, you've got uh, Jade with a, a dog next to her. And then Kraval has got the... Uh, this uh, giant glowing glaive that he's holding. So um, it seems it's, it, you know, once again, you, you've got this little um, almost dizzying duality of having walked right through the portal and yet having all of this happen to you. Um, so it's, it's uh, kind of almost makes you stagger with the, uh, with the sort of temporal possibilities that uh, make you you know, kind of your mind lurch from side to side. But as you look up and down it the line, Everybody realizes that you no longer look sepia-toned. No one seems that, distant. I thought those of us who were not the main people didn't know what we looked like. Um, right, yes. I only we were all... Only, only Cotter, only Cotter, or excuse me, only the, the person who was in the arc noticed that. But yeah, Cotter, you're noticing everybody looks solid this time. Which uh, I never would have not noticed before so it's just like wow everyone looks everyone's here right yeah. hi guys wow what's all that stuff you have <laughs> so you all step through the portal and you find yourself in a tropical like environment um and the closest you've been able to pin this down is it feels like you're somewhere near the delta down near calium sedes um down near the old ruined capital that you went to way back in the beginning of this adventure yeah. so many months ago and so many years ago for us um so it feels like you're somewhere down there near the delta uh, but you're not definitely not in any place that you've seen before um in fact actually everybody roll for either survival or nature for me and actually you get a advantage roll right because we're t technically in the mountains there jade oh, in the mountains i get stuff yes 19 This climate does not suit me. Survival I notice nothing except that I'm unhappy. Nature. 39. I got a 16. Oh, jeez. 39? <laughs> Did you say 39? Yeah. What the heck do you add to that? A lot. Apparently at least 19. It, uh, wow. It was a lot of fingers there I was seeing being counted yeah. on. I add... Oh, my God. How much do I add? 21? Wow. And she's like, 20? and you rolled an eight? I rolled, no, no, I, I, I rolled. Teen. I'll, yeah, I add 20. She's Ten. like, three ants crossed this way. Yes. Mm. Okay, legless. <laughs> and one of them was lame on one foot. You yeah. see by the tracks. This <laughs> one was carrying. See what? <laughs> one got a total of eight. Yeah, I got a total of three, so don't go too bad. <laughs> I got 10. Yeah. Though I guess if it was survival, I'm about my I got 16. seven. Holy cow. So yeah. there's that. Well, okay, Ranger. Yeah, so, um, hmm. yeah, Kraval and and uh, Cotter, you are fairly certain you're south of the capital somewhere just by the uh, layout of the uh, the mountains. You know, the, the uh, coastal range there is almost due east, which means that you've got to be south of the capital, and you can just barely see the uh, northern crescent where the tabaxi tree house and all that is. They're like, where are we? And distance. I'm like, here are our exact coordinates. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, but yeah, Jade, you are sure that you're basically about um, 
10, 5, 10 miles from the southern coastland and probably about 40 miles from the uh, capital. Um, just basically, if, if you were just to backtrack just a, you know, an hour or two, you'd probably run into one of the very outskirts of the Delta there. But yeah, so you are were definitely... Any of us part of, were, were any of us part of the group that saved the Loxodons the first time? I can't remember if that was like... It was the Tabaxi. I was there. Okay. Yeah. So Melanie, or sorry, Jade wasn't there. Jade was. was. Jade was part of the Tabaxi group that was there. Oh, so she knows this. Okay. But you don't know she knows this. And she knows we don't know that she knows us. Yes. So, before we go any farther, though, now that we've set the, the tone and location, y'all did the, what we've been doing uh, at the end of each of these arcs, and you all leveled up. So, we are now level... 19. 19, yes. Almost top level. So, let us go around the table, as we usually do, and tell everybody what happened during the level up. So, who wishes to go first? I can go first. Okay, Jade. Why don't you just tell us about Jade there? During uh, level Melody. up, I gained nine more hit points to put me at a total of 158. Um, is that more or less than your dog? It is eight more than my dog. Ah, uh, finally better than the dog. Yeah. Um, I took uh, the shadow touched feet, so it raised my wisdom uh, to 16. So now I have a plus three in wisdom, so it bumped up a whole bunch of other stats. Um, cause that's my primary, like, uh, casting thing. So my spell save, my spell ability, and then all my, like, uh, skills leveled up. Um, and I got two spells from that. I got invisibility and inflict wounds from that, which I can cast without a spell slot. Um, and I took off my Iune Stone, uh, that gave me plus one to my AC and replaced it with my amulet for the dog. Okay. Anything else happened there? Um, I think that is everything. Okay. And is your dog currently visible or invisible? He's visible. Okay. I do have a question though. Can yeah. I use beast sense to look through my dog's eyes? Um, I would say since it's your dog or that, like that if, you could. Okay. Or is it like a familiar where I can just like do it anyway? Um, you would you'd be able to use B sense. Okay, cool. It. Yeah. yeah. You're like Beastmaster. You're like wah wah kodo podo. <laughs> you okay. should watch that movie. And Matt, since you're tripping up there, why don't you tell us what happened with the Sorzok this level? So we're gonna retcon some of your memories, but during our off time, you know how Sorzok d goes through the katas, mm -hmm. but through the past many weeks he's been doing these katas with a blindfold on and after after such practice he he has gained the feat of blind fighting fighter initiate neat what does that allow you to do well we let me read that to you yes. uh you have blind sight with a range of 10 feet within that range you can effectively see anything that isn't behind total cover even if you're blinded or in darkness moreover you can see invisible objects within that range unless they successfully hide from you i have Indeed. that too how did you get that uh ranger feet punk <laughs> <laughs> thank you so you're almost as good as a ranger now no she's almost as good as a monk oh okay pretty good speaking of monks um yes. what did adri get jesse um uncanny dodge which is pretty cool 
Um, so wh- which one did you bump up then? Rogue. Rogue again? Yeah, okay. so I, I'm basically, I stopped Monk at 14th, and I'm just going full Rogue till yeah. we're you at You can Rogue on us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Uncanny Dodge was just kind of cool, because uh, it, it, it's neat with um, Evasion as a Monk, where Evasion lets me uh, basically negate damage for a deck save type uh, situation. For Uncanny Dodge, I can use, as long as I can see the person who's attacking me, I can use my reaction to have the damage okay. um, if they hit me. Um, and then uh, my sneak attack went up to 3d6 instead of 2, and uh, hit points went up a whopping 9. Okay. So <laughs> well, that's what Jade got to. So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, pretty happy with that. Uh, lots of options for reactions now, which is pretty cool. Neat, yeah. Yeah. It's going to gonna make for some fun fun interplay as we go along Definitely. Here. So, very good. Okay, and then Owen, why don't you tell us what happened with Arlen? What happened with Arlen? He also gained nine hit points. Wow. For also wow. a total of 158 hit points. Wow. That's crazy what? that you got more hit points. I don't know what's happening me. there. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. the necklace is, is what's happening there. Yeah, that's there. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Without it, I would have um, a magnitude, <laughs> like, I instead of a plus four, I would have a plus one. Okay. So, so. a lot less. <laughs> Four times 19 less. Okay. 57-ish. Um, yeah. 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 So you I wouldn't have, even I, survive I would have had 101 hit points. I would have broken, <laughs> broken 100. Uh, anyway. He would, he would have um, fewer hit points in Kulan's puppy. Yeah. Well, um, I had fewer hit points last level. No, not the hound. The puppy. The little tiny oh. one. Um, but in the spirit of increasing um, stats, he I increased his dexterity by two points, which ge- gives him now a plus one in de- in dex. So I ha- now have a sixteen AC and a plus one initiative, as oh, well wow. as a plus wow. one to all the so, dex based. So it stuff. only took you nineteen rounds to, or nineteen levels to finally not have a zero initiative bonus. Correct. You know yeah. what? Welcome to the positive club. Yeah. Let's let's all give Thank him a you. hand. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he needs nine more to catch up to me. Yeah. <laughs> I gained one more sixth level spell slot, um, but I technically gained no new spells. However, um, uh, finger of death was not serving me at all so the wild magic stripped that away and gave me instead prismatic spray Ooh, nice that can be really um, neat that's a that's a good spell blindness is it's crazy effective uh, isn't that yeah. like because pris- prismatic spray also blinds right or is that one of the it can things? blind yeah okay yeah and if they if they fail it the save three times they get banished nice wow. so yeah, you suck so bad. Get out of this plane. You can't see. We don't yeah. like you here. Um, You're an embarrassment to the also, material plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was also looking at my spells again and rereading a couple of them and also my character in general. Um, and I realized that I could have been dealing a lot more damage um, with spell bombardment. I could have been rerolling a one of my die and adding it to the total as well ah so i will be dealing slightly more damage hopefully that's in addition to like you re-rolling ones right yep nice well if it makes you feel better maximum 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, Owen, I totally forgot that the lead mimic um, actually had uh, legendary actions for the last two rounds you were Aww. fighting it because we had the sp- we had the break in between those the first round and the second and third, and it's like I know, really didn't well, mind. Yeah, yeah, but not, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it um, might have been able to fell one more of you there. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, so ba- basically with spell bombardment, if I roll the highest number on any of my damage die, I can re-roll it and add that new number to the total. Sweet. So it effectively gives me another die of damage. And also with my dragon, Summon Draconic Spirit, it is a lot more powerful than how I played it the first time. Um, with its multi-attack, it can attack the number of times uh, half of the spell level and use the breath weapon. Wow. Okay. Sweet. So I can, if I up, up level it a couple times, I can have three to four attacks. Plus just the breast have breath it, weapon every turn. Just have it swallow a low all hole. Just go. <laughs> yeah, you can literally basically. release the kraken. Well, it's a dragon. Pretty much. Release the dragon. Um, the damage is still not great, but I also read that wrong. So it'll be a total of a base d6 plus nine rather than a d6 plus four, which is much better. He 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 is, he is a graduate student. <laughs> so so good at reading. I learned how to read this semester. That's amazing. Uh, and and um, he, he also has a teaching credential too, so that yeah, the, Ed, you, the Ed TPA yeah. really drove those facts home. <laughs> yeah. I know. The Ed TPA uh, is that useless. is what happened with Arlen. Yes. Okay, real good. And then Bryce, why don't you tell us what happened with Cotter on this level up? Yeah. So I was uh, I gained started off eight hit points, bringing me up to one hundred fifty six. Uh, and additionally, I got, you know, an extra five lay on hands hit points. Uh, I gained another fifth level spell, bringing me up to two fifth level spell slots, that is. And then uh, I was looking through, like, the feat list to see if there's anything that really made a dent. And it didn't really feel like there was quite that much until I remember remember that this was an ability score increase. And the one place that could help a whole bunch was to up my charisma. So I now have a 20 charisma, meaning everything that that affects has gone up one. So uh, my spell DC is now 19. My spell bonus is 11. Anyone within 30 feet of me gets a plus five to saving throws instead of a plus four. Wow. Which is very nice. So y'all want to cluster right next to... uh... Cotter, nothing bad could happen from you all being clustered together. We don't need to. We can be a 30 foot. You don't need to. It's 30 feet. Anything else happen there? Um, Just the. I I gained like one extra divine sense per day. That's really it. Yeah, it might come in handy. Yeah, it'll it'll be neat to see how much better support I can be just by standing there doing nothing you know this means that arlen has more hit points than cotter which is crazy you had more hit points last time but it's still crazy yes indeed okay and then finally drew why don't you tell us what happened with creval uh nothing as cool as what everybody else got um level 17 got me another 10 hit points so I actually now have 200. You mean level 19? Uh, I'm not. I'm level 17 as a cleric. Oh, sorry. I see what you're saying. Level 17 overall. Yeah. yeah. So I got access to my ninth level spells, which is nice. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I gained 10 more hit points, which puts me in a total of 202. And I got Avatar of Battle, which is my last Domain of War ability for a passive ability for a cleric. And that gives me half damage on melee strikes that are not magical. That's it. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. do you always do half damage no matter what? Is that what it's saying? It's defensive. If if I'm struck with a non-magical attack that's bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing, it's half damage. Okay. Okay. So you basically become a magical creature then. Yeah, it's kind of like raging, but not quite. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That could be quite uh, That could be quite useful in the right situation, let me tell you. Yeah. So... The, the, the exciting part is that I broke 200 hit points. So yeah, that is. That was the mo- that was my little glee moment. So that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, good. That's that's from having the tough feet last level. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, anybody else with any uh, thing we want to chime in about your character level up, or shall we go right into the action? It's action time. Okay, these are action heroes after all. Okay, so um, as we said. Cotter, you step out of the fire portal. Your companions all step out of the fire portal. Um, you have that almost um, kind of unreal uh, experience of you know being in a bunch of places at once and not. And everybody seems to be their real selves once again, all in Cotter's reality. So apparently Cotter just basically transported instead of like doing a time transport as well. So theoretically, maybe kind of it's like just a couple of seconds before or after you saw Galchabar, even though you've all been busy for weeks and months. So time travel is really mind bending. Anyway, but there you are and you see coming out of the woodlands in front of you, the tropical foliage are humanoids coming at you, large humanoids. Um, standing seven, eight feet tall, um, and they have leathery skin, and their heads are that of elephants. You know, big long trunks, and then you know, they, but they have human-like hands, and they're actually dressed in some very simple kind of um, garments. Basically, they're just fabric kind of wrapped about them, almost like a, a sari is um, in, in Indian sari. Um, and, uh, it just kind of flows loosely around them and, and, uh, seems very apropos for conditions as warm and humid as, as it is where you are now. Are and they aggressive? They just seem to be striding towards you. Sort of a defensive posture, but not like an overly aggressive defensive posture. I'm going to just attend my neutral Zen posture. Yeah, I feel no need to draw weapons if they're not doing the same to us. Yeah, they seem to be just walking up to you at their leisure. I'll wave. Hi, Barov. How far away are they? Barov, is it? Barov, yeah. Barov. And Your R's and V's look the same. Yes. <laughs> well, that that's uh, in that particular alphabet. Um, they're about 40 feet away there, Drew. And um, yes, uh, when when you call out the third one in the line... Uh, basically kind of gives Jade a little half bow and says, Jade, it is good to see you again. All right, I'm like, hold up, Jade. What's going on? 
I mean, it makes sense, kind of. Like, she lives out here. It makes sense yeah, that they would have met pretty, the they're locals. locals. They're locals. Well, I think she would have meant some, mentioned elephant people. That's not something it you was, just... How has it ever been relevant to any any of our adventures? It has for been her to, relevant, but it has been say, elevant. I know. I'm glad we, glad so, you got that. We have been so, so, kind so, of sworn to secrecy yeah. about yeah. them. Sort of like we have been with the tabaxi, yeah. too, right? Like mm-hmm. That makes sense. Too secret. Yeah, they're more secret. They're secreter... Yeah than the tabaxi are so it's yeah. like secret inception it's secrets yeah. within secrets yes i think it's me and the the other party i was with like the five other cats that know about them existing well, now we know about so not even the tabaxi as a no. as a community know about them it was me and the other guys nice that know about them and now you well that's pretty cool did, did you want to tell them how you know about them um, we were dispatched to help them with fighting a demon, a devil, a yeah. devil, <laughs> and we sent them back to wherever they the came underworld, from. Yeah. The underworld, yeah. The underworld. Is that all? Is, is yeah. that all? Okay. We did it. And why were you doing that? <laughs> I forget. I know you told me about this earlier. It's, I forgot. She's not the, the insane telepathic one that no. remembers everything. It's like, I just point. I wrote it down, things. but like my journal got kind of messed up in the avalanche. And you forgot I, so well. I we forgot it about the ink, them. Right? We uh, it, it was the ink, a dis- right? Yes, it was the ink. We uh, made well, it. It was, it was the, the quill that you needed from the, um, the uh, other planar being. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of like copied. We made a fake spell book to try to get a different book, and then this was part of the magical ink. And what for? Getting something. This seems like important she's, information she's just, to share. She's just artillery for her her group. You know, she's not. <laughs> I'm not the brain. She's of not the, operation. the. Yeah, she's she's an. Agent. I just tell them how to get there and start she's shooting like, stuff I don't know, when they talk do. Talk to Red Snow or whoever Red that is. Sunrise. Yeah, I do need to talk she's to him the though. Mountain bus. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe maybe one of you guys with message should message should me- send a message to Red Sunrise. Um, Jade's here with the elephant people. What was this all about? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't remember. It's such, sort of like you mentioned something about a dark lord and yeah. stuff. But, was you know, it? Sometimes was it's it? like intelligence is the dump stat for all of our characters. It's also a kind of dump stat oh, for us too. <laughs> We were yes. mimicking a low spell book. Okay. And all you know of a sudden, that guy. it becomes like crystal clear to you because you remember that right in the middle of this whole adventure, a just dropped out of the picture. That's right. And after stealing oh, the other phylactery back, you were kind of expecting him to come after you at any minute. And he disappeared for months. And all of a sudden you realize he probably had to go and reconstitute his spell book. And he was crippled for months while he didn't have a hold of that. Didn't we make it with like disappearing ink or something? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we stole all his spells and then left him with nothing. George Acme's disappearing, nice. reappearing ink. Oh, yeah. no. He might hate us now. <laughs> He's been kind of he gentle us with before? us t- so far. Well, now you found out why. Definitely slowed him down a bit, though, yeah. I hope. He probably couldn't couldn't expend the spell slots to come after you for fear of not being able to recharge them. Take that, a low all. Yeah, and we've got more of those books waiting for you. It was a long process to get them. Do do we? Yeah, <laughs> it was a really long process. Like we had to get this guy, and then we had to get like some feathers for something, and 
Wyvern poison. Wyvern poison. Wyvern. Man, you were quivering in your boots. I was just leading them. I was like, that's a wyvern. And they're like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so the um, large elephantine people come up to you. um, And uh, Barov has uh, hailed Jade, who has uh, hailed him back, and let you in on the little secret that's going on here. And uh, he uh, kind of more formally bows to the lot of you and says, when the tabaxi first showed up, we knew that others would soon arrive. We have been preparing for this day. We are pleased to see you in Jade's company. She was a great hero to us when she and her companions in the tabaxi freed us from the chains of the devilish creature that had enslaved us for years. Please return with us to our village and Jade, You'll be happy to see that we have rebuilt since you've been gone. Very nice. So are you going to follow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so they uh, kind of turn and start leading you back. Um, one of them kind of just kind of drops back a little bit. And is just kind of walking beside you, I guess, maybe to make sure no one gets dropped off of the group or something. Um, but they lead you back through the trees. And after a short hike, you end up in a village. And it is made primarily of huts of bamboo, which seems to grow in great proliferation around here with thatched roofs. The floors all seem to be of of dirt. There doesn't seem to be anything fancier than that. And Jade, you are greatly um, encouraged to see that where you had left everybody in rags and tatters, malnourished and beaten and, and, uh, and downcast, Um, They seem to have rebuilt uh, their whole society here. Everyone seems to be well-fed again and rested. You don't see the emaciated, overworked forms you did before. And also, um, the uh, you know, like I said, they're now wrapped in these fabric saris instead of the rags that they were dressed in when you left them that time. And in general, there just seems to be a air of optimism about them that was the exact opposite of what you saw when you were there. Very pleased. And you notice uh, Tabaxi over on one side of the village go into one of the <gasps> huts there. And um, actually, Jade, you don't know that one in particular, but you have seen him around. Um, so it's, it's go Tabaxi known to you. Break off from the group and run over scamper or, over or do you all want to go with jade she's just gonna go i want i yeah i mean i feel like the only person that knows somebody here is jade so uh <laughs> and i love when they greet they go meow 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 meow, meow. so i really love hearing Do they just kind of stare at each yeah. other for a while yeah. your tail gets poofy <laughs> ears go back okay but are you gonna just throw open the door what are you gonna do I'll, I'll knock okay and you you hear someone from the side say come in is it like a tent or is it like a door? It's 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 they are actually like little bamboo doors. I will I'll open the door. And you see that there is an entire Tabaxi embassy here. There are five Tabaxi in there, and um, they are sitting in a kind of a semicircle. And they have two of the Loxodon with them, and they seem to be just basically copying 
what the loxodon is saying and you notice that next to each one of these tabaxi is a stack of papers four feet high yeah that's pretty cool yeah they just seem to be furiously copying down everything the the loxodon are saying and um you don't recognize um you said you recognize the first one but it's not somebody you know you've just seen him around the the tabaxi tree house uh the other three um are people that I mean maybe you've seen them, but they you know it doesn't ring a bell. You you've never interacted with them. They certainly weren't a part of what you were doing as a tabaxi ranger. However, one interesting thing, uh, the one in the corner, um, kind of with a little tortoiseshell uh, pattern on it, is actually a cousin of one of the barbarian kittens that escaped from the treehouse uh, uh, truck with hay, and this is um, her cousin block of suet. Oh, do you want the list of cousins I made? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Well, add block of suet. Block of yeah, suet. Yeah, add block of suet. We'll see. We'll see if there's any other cousins That's show up. That's so bad. That's so bad. That is suet. S U E T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the legal barbarian. Anyway, um, and that actually kind of surprises you a little bit because you don't th- didn't think that the barbarian kittens really kind of went in for this study stuff, but apparently this one has a studious bent and is in with this group copying down all the information from these loxodons and and so the rest of you have no idea what's going on here just they're like interviewing loxodons and and writing things down as rapidly as they possibly can yeah, good thing i named all of them yeah um yeah too bad you didn't get to me before broadcast time <laughs> hello and i'm out <laughs> and uh they kind of you know startle a little bit when you come in and and uh um the closest one jumps up and, and he comes over and he grabs your hand or your paw and, and says, Jade, is Jade, isn't it? Yes, it is. You, well, we heard so much about you and, and the rest of the, the tabaxi that liberated this village. Um, but then you've been gone. Uh, it's all been very hush-hush about why you were gone. We assumed it had to be some great import. Uh, what are you doing here? Um, we have a quest that we need to talk out with the Loxodon people. And I interrupt and I say, she may have saved a village. Now she strives to save the world. And the other ones just kind of look between each other, just back and forth and, you know, in great awe. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so are these like, like I'm in my head, I'm picturing that they have just the biggest heads on <laughs> possible. Are they like, proportionate to like is it is it like they have elephant sized heads with like humanoid sized bodies or is it like a human sized head just made to look like an elephant because i'm i'm struggling here to i feel like it's like a a, a bigger proportions for everything so they have like giant elephant hands okay they have like Um, but they're okay that's that makes more sense okay Okay. yeah that's i don't i don't know that i like that it's a little unsettling to me. I don't. They're 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 they <laughs> it's are like a, a, an upright elephant. <laughs> not to yeah. be rude, yeah. sirs, most, but uh, you're kind of freaking in that me book out. Are pretty unsettling. Yeah, very uh, Bojack Horseman <laughs> with the human hands. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Rehab was. Thank you. Yeah, that no, that helps. Uh, that helps. Yeah. I'm like because I was thinking most things that come out of Ravnica are pretty unsettling, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like. <laughs> We all have anomalies that set us apart from society. Which is true. But uh, but yeah, so, so let, 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 let the court uh, record that the Dungeon Master has held up the Book of Ravnica to show the Lockdown <laughs> image to the rest of the group. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. But yeah. 
But so yeah, they are really just elephant people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can't we just say people? Yes. Well, it's descriptive. They're special in their own way. Yes. And Jay, did you want to explain to the rest of the party what is going on in this room? Um, they're taking note of history and and to report it back to the treehouse so we have it written down, I and, guess. And the, the, the tabaxi she's talking to just basically kind of just shoulders her aside in his excitement and says, yes, this is the most amazing find the tabaxi <laughs> have made in many a century. I have one better. The Loxodon are an amazing people. They live the same length of time as we might live, uh, less than a century. But when one is on its deathbed, it can take a novice, an apprentice, and transfer its memories to the apprentice. That makes sense. Cause so, makes sense. And one of the um, Loxodon in the room is very old, but the other one is maybe like a teenager. And he points at the teenager one and says, this novice who has just taken his first steps in the process and has taken on the memories of his master has a memory that even though he's 17, goes back almost two millennia. Oh, that's cool. Wow. That is really cool. Think of all the history that we have lost in the past and these people remember it. And how long ago was it since the king died? It was a, th- a thousand years. So that yeah. their memory spans that time. Yeah. Interesting. They remember the great Dust Bowl yes. foreman. Yes. It says, yes, yes. They, they uh, when the previous Tabaxi group was here, regaled them of tales of watching Calium Sedes burn mm. and uh, you know, watching the fall of the kingdom. Uh, it's, it's an unparalleled ability for us to interview. Now, granted, it is you know, memory and tainted by all the frailties that memory is, is capable of an in interpretation. But we have actual eyewitness accounts now of things going back to the golden age of the, uh, of the kingdom. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, c- convenient for us. Cause of what we're looking for. And I'm like, and perhaps when you were for done sure. with this weighty and noble task, I, as the storyteller for the, owl clan perhaps can enlighten you on the feats of the barbarians in the mountains and the that just sets the tabaxi kind of a quiver in there and they're just kind of uh um you know murmuring back and forth and in kind of excitement at that thought okay and speaking of your quest what do you want to do now you've you've been able to chance to meet the tabaxi embassy that is here yeah i mean cotter this is kind of your show right yeah so we are going, let me pull out the paper that I had 20 minutes ago. Um, it would be funny if one of these dudes just remembered so it. We, we've we been directed uh, that, and I, this is me talking to our like Loxodon guide. Uh, Bar off, we yep. believe that a powerful item uh, is inside of the hill, the, the hill that smokes. And we wish to uh, try and enter there and see what's what can be found. And Barov says, well, we do not have a hill that smokes, but perhaps you are envisioning the mists that frequently cloud the area. But let us go, go talk to Yulna. She is our leader. And we can perhaps 
divine some wisdom of this, for I think we may have not memories, but recent history that may bear upon your quest. Here are the names. Excellent. And um, he leads you over to uh, what seems to be just another one of the huts. They all, all the huts here seem to be basically the same. Um, you know, they may be slightly larger or slightly smaller or, you know, newer, or older or fancier or not. But they all, I mean, it's not like there's one that's four times the size and, you know, hung with tapestries or anything. They all seem to be pretty much the same. And he raps upon the door and you hear a voice from inside asking you to come in. And he leads you inside. And there's another Loxodon there. And he bows and says, Yulna, the visitors that we were expecting have arrived. Others from the outside are, have followed in the footsteps of the tabaxi as we knew they would. And here they are to come see you. And Yulna says, please, strangers, come in and introduce yourself. Have a seat. But Rob, can you bring us some fresh juice? And he kind of bows himself out and uh, comes back a few minutes later with, and actually it's little bamboo cups. You know, they've you know, just cut it off so that it, the little sections inside the bamboo make a cup out of it. Nice. And they are filled with some sort of tropical juice. And he uh, hands those to everybody. Do, do they drink it with their trunks? No, they do not drink it with their trunks. Okay, man. But uh, if we ever get to showering, we'll, we'll yeah. <laughs> they scoop it up so, with their trunk. And- yeah. <laughs> Do they hold it with their trunks? Um, they don't hold the, these cups, but you notice that they do actually use it as a third appendage. And, you know, they'll oftentimes have, you know, two hands full and grab something with the, tr- the truck, trunk and move it. So if we were to shake their hands, the we might get a trunk. You would probably not, but they could shake your hand and take your hat off your head at the same time and put it on their head. I mean, that is kind of cool. Yeah. Classic. Classic shake yeah. hands, take off the hat. <laughs> the classic on shake head. hands, take hat off. You must off know mage trunk. hand. You know, yeah. Mage trunk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. Are they hands or would they do trunks? Maybe. Yeah. I don't. This little snake thing pops out. It's like thumb wars, but with the trunks. They're, they're, I'm sure they're very nice people. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to be. They seem to be very nice people. Anyway, so uh, Yulna has, uh, has you sit down and she says, so... What brings you to our village? As Barov said, we knew that the outside world would be coming to visit us. Once the tabaxi had discovered our presence. And I don't know how much she has told you about the tabaxi's discovery of us, but we realized that in our long isolation that we had made ourselves precarious. No one knew of our existence. So when the Ariane came and enslaved us five years ago, our disappearance was not marked. There was no one to miss us, no one to realize that we weren't around. And so we quickly realized that we would have to join the larger community around. We were stronger with the other races than we were by ourselves. So we welcome you here to our village in hopes that things will become better as they have already become better. So what can the Loxodon do for you, strangers? Connor, that's you. Uh, our friend, the wizard Galchabar, uh, directed us here. He believes that the uh, hill 
that you were being forced to dig contains the tomb of the first king of the kingdom of i don't remember the name um campo magno is it was the name of the old kingdom which is a little confusing because that is now the name of the um wheat growing region that uh porta magnum uh controls one of those little funny things about history yeah that's a but it used to be the entire valley was called campo magno and now we we have this plot of land and say look we're really the old king anyway so yeah the uh first king of the campo magno and inside it could be uh an item that could help us on our quest and also a portal to somewhere where we may need to go to destroy on our path to destroy the lich alowal ah uh, would that portal be to perhaps the underworld potentially because that would explain some events that have happened since the tabaxi left for you see a couple of our impetuous youth at one point decided to go and investigate the diggings that the loxodon had done and when they unwisely moved a block of stone they found that creatures of the underworld were right behind it and came blasting out at them, nearly killing the group of them. It was a very near thing. Um, but here, let us talk as we walk. And she gets up and starts uh, out the door. Uh, I'm assuming you're all going to follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she leads out of the village and over towards the little spur of the mountains that... Um, you know, extends right down here towards the uh, towards the coast, and uh, and you guys actually get the same sort of interesting feeling as does uh, the Tabaxi when they or as did the Tabaxi when they arrived. Um, no one of you has ever been this far south. Um, most people go maybe to Calium Sedes and view the ancient capital. That's about it, and you get the view of the ocean from you know to the southwest. Where you are, you can see vaguely through the trees, the ocean as it goes directly south. And that's kind of a new experience. But she's leading off to the northeast towards that little spur of the mountains that comes down here just before it hits this coastal plain. And then, you know, for 10, 15 miles and then, it, you know, ends in the, the shores of the, uh, of the ocean. And she says, so, just yeah. before you say that, I, I, I was under the understanding that we were to the north of Kalian said is. We're, nope, nope. You're, to the north is to the, the Tabaxi homeland. You're to the south. Okay, I thought we were between those two places. Nope, okay. nope, nope. You are you are well to the south of uh, of Kalian said is there. Interesting. Yeah. yeah we're down with that, the old castle or the old keep. Yeah, that's Kalian said is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're even further south than that. Um, so basically, if you when you were on the old road coming out of the Dryadium Silvarum on the uh, the southern old road out of Sivius Cataracta, if instead of going to the old king old capital like you did, if you just hooked a left hand turn about halfway there, you would end up here. But anyways, so um, Yulna basically walking as she's talking here says five years ago, this devilish creature appeared in our ranks. And was so powerful, she overwhelmed us. We are not 
warriors by any degree. We only want to continue our simple life here along the coast. And so we had only minimal resistance. And it was, not to use a pun, a hellish existence. And immediately she killed all of our leadership as an example of what would happen to us if we were to step out of line. And certainly if any Loxodon did step out of line, they were struck down by her immediately. We lost, unfortunately, one of the lore keepers. For we are not all lore keepers. Only a certain group have that talent. And unfortunately, many memories were lost with that particular Loxodon. One of the reasons that we have worked with the Tavaxi to try to record all of the memories that otherwise we have for fear any other calamity would cause us to lose more of the memories that we had. But as I said, she enslaved us and she had us working on the edge of the village here, some quarter mile, half a mile away, right at the spur of the mountain. And for what reason we did not know. She would just have us dig day and night, night and day, into the side of the hill, making the hole ever wider. And we had no idea what for. So when the tabaxi came and actually defeated her, we could be of very little help. We had no reason why we had to do this work. All we knew is that we did or faced death. It was not until... Some of our youngsters attempted to penetrate the wall that we had exposed in our diggings that we realized and put together the two plus two. So, as I said, creatures of the underworld came spewing out of the hole, attacking the youth and nearly killing them before they could plug the hole back up again. And so it is our earnest belief that that devilish creature perhaps by design or perhaps by accident, ended up here on our plane of existence and was trying to find a way back. And apparently there is a portal somewhere inside that hillside that she was trying to get to that also apparently is allowing creatures from the underworld to escape into our plane. So I would tell you to beware for who knows what lurks behind that stone. As I contemplate this, I whisper to Graval and I say, do you have magic to restore this fallen lore keeper to life? Or at least maybe to talk to it. The Loxodon. I may. It really depends on what, how, depends on how he died. But I could definitely do the other thing too. But that only gives us a few questions at best. I was thinking that was, it's a quite a loss for this village. If there was some way we could restore that to them and perhaps we could undo the evils that have plagued this world I would have I would have to see him first or see this guardian rather well when you are done with your quest perhaps you will return to us Kraval, and we will see if maybe we can recover that which was lost it would be a great boon for us and for the tabaxi, as they are keen to record all of the details that we can recall ourselves. 
Record them for posterity so they will never be lost again. Anyway, so as you are walking along, she rounds a corner and um, the trail here seemed to be, you know, pounded by endless feet going back and forth. But in the intervening weeks seems to have become somewhat overgrown. Um, and is, in fact, is almost faint to, to see now the things grow so quickly here in the tropical regions. But when you get to the earthworks, they are unmistakable. Basically, the Loxodon were forced to cut a wedge into the side of the hill. So the hill in front of you goes up several hundred feet. And basically, there is a triangular cut that goes in and just takes a big triangular like cake, you know, uh, chunk out of the hill. And you can see several hundred yards away, just a giant scree pile that they have used basically gone in and uh you know piled up all of the dirt and rocks and rubble from the side of the hill and right at the very back of this cut into the side of the hill you can actually see stacked blocks of stone fairly large ones two by three feet and one of the pieces of stone you see is just ever so slightly sticking out of the wall and large tree trunks have been braced against it um, you know, wedged into the ground as if it's trying to hold that piece of block in place. You said tree trunks. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Because they're, they're elephants. Correct. You pick on something quickly. And Yulna says, this is where our people were forced to labor. And that is the block that the youth attempted to remove and had to replace. What is behind it, we do not know. As we said, it nearly killed the youth that opened up the Pandora's box behind that wall. Uh, thank you for leading us here. I will leave you to it. If we can be of any other assistance, we will be back in our village working with the Tabaxi. And she kind of bows and, you know, turns and starts heading back down the hill. I assume we're gonna need to like open that yeah thing. I mean what do we have that can open it? Do we have anything that can like just transmute our stone? Yeah. Do we have any spells? Because like, I'm definitely I'm not any use here. Well for sure. The youth apparently were able to wiggle that stone out of there. Yeah, let's just summon so, some more of these guys. And and we'll the, the, the tree trunks bracing against it kind of implies that that stone wants to come out if there isn't something holding okay. it back. So so maybe we can just Kick rip it. But if we yeah. open it up, we're going to have to have some way to shut it behind us. Definitely? or so, Yeah, definitely. I mean, we open this. Plagues happen. We go in. Uh, this door is now open. Yeah, I don't know how we could... Mm. Or you just have to uh, dispatch whatever's inside that's coming out. And yeah, I figure that's that's kind of what I figured what we were gonna do. Well, if like there's if there's nothing to come out, then or if there's fifteen things to come out, they'll shoot out, and we'll take a few of them. Yeah, I think, I think, we'll, I think we'll be okay. I'm not that worried about it. We definitely probably don't want to enter into their space before having some sort of defense outside set up, though, because we don't want to like walk into a kill pocket, you know. Oh, come on. What could yeah. worse thing could happen walking into a kill pocket? Yeah. Kill pocket. We, 
that's all we've been doing is kill pockets. How, yeah. How big is yeah, the stone? Yeah, why should today be different? Yeah. Two, two by three feet. Two by three feet. Mm-hmm. Hey, does anyone have the ability to detect evil or fiends or something and see if there's any behind there? Unfortunately, a wall would stop it. Only uh, where I can see. Yeah. Hmm. Don't rangers have the ability to detect stuff? Like within a mile? Not me. <laughs> I have something else. Not me. Not me. Well, who was it that just said, we want to see if there's like a fiend within two miles or greater undead or something like that? Well, she can tell you the type of people that are in an area. And, and if there are any like undead lords or what other lords do you have? Just like powerful. Powerful undead, yeah. yeah. Can you please describe the stone is in a wall? Yeah, so at the end of this wedge of uh, that's been cut into the hillside, there is a wall exposed, and it goes up quite a ways. And about you know three four feet off the ground, um, there you know this these blocks about two by three feet. One of them is slightly pushed out and has um, tree trunks that have been wedged into the ground, leaning up against it. Uh, presumably to hold that block in place and keep it from being pushed out again. I can create a magic circle, and so the they can't enter it, and so if it's in, like, the block, they can't leave the block. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that could work. Uh, unfortunately, we would have to drag the block across that magic circle. Well, yeah, but that means anything in there, like... Well, well with it, the block like, disrupt your circle. things behind the block. Yeah, the things behind, like, it, no, it's just creatures. It's not like yeah, wall I, of force. I feel, yeah. like, like, I feel like my rod of alertness does something. So how does how does your spell read there, Melanie? Yeah, you create a 10-foot radius, 20-foot tall cylinder of, non, or of magical energy centered on a point on the ground you can see within range. Glowing runes appear wherever the cylinder intersects with the floor or other surface. Uh, one or more of the following creatures, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead. The circle affects the creature of the chosen type in the following ways. The creature can't willingly enter the cylinder by non-magical means. Um, and, like, they can't use teleportation. They have disadvantage on attack rolls when within it. And then within it, you can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by the creature. And stuff like that. You, you know, here's something. I kind of look like a devil and I'm kind of tough. Maybe I could either intimidate these guys. <laughs> Hello, fellow devils. <laughs> hey, devils. But maybe, you like not leave? Because, yeah. you know, maybe I can intimidate them or just say, no, you're working for me. You think you can intimidate you think you, some... you think you scare me? I took care of some big old ice dude. You really think? I mean, I kind of think we should do the uh, assume they want to fight us out the gate thing first. Well, the magic circle is just so they don't leave. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then we could we could try that. One hour. Yeah, Yeah, we could do that. After you read it, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. We pull the block out just a little bit. You cast your magic circle inside. Then we pull it all the way and use it to actually look in and see what's Mm -hmm. up. Well, I was thinking, like, do it, like, right on the cusp, just so yeah, it's, like... as much space as possible. Yeah. And what does it say about where it intersects the walls and floors? And that's just where the runes appear. So would runes appear inside? Like, yeah, does the radius apply even if the wall's in the way? Because um, like, usually, like, the walls <laughs> limit where you can cast a spell. 
And like you, you cast something, the, the, it doesn't affect the inside. See, it just says, uh, uh, like the target is a 10 foot radius, 20 foot tall cylinder centered on a point that you can see. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as long as I can see it, then the, the, it goes out from there. Well, maybe, maybe, I don't know. It seems like you might get some sort of runes behind an empty space, but if there was like enough rock to block a continuous well, well, ring, I'm just maybe thinking not. like we just need that doorway blocked so they can't leave is just what it and you can leave like a foot maybe there's a little nook and cranny to the side but they're not going to be rushing out mm-hmm. well yeah they just need i mean it's just like a block here's, wait, i'm sorry here's, here's a question how big is the block two by three feet how about this okay that's not very we shove the rock big. as soon so as how it... fast can these demons come out devils one wow. would assume one at a time. Well, they came out fast enough. I'm sorry, to devils. That's what I'm saying. Or yeah, we, but we could open they the thing. Prepared. We are. You're talking about a two by three. Yeah, well, I mean, that just, would be a tight fit for Caval. Yeah, I'm yep. just saying we have the magic circle there, so we can remove the block, so we can look in, and they won't be able because they can't cross the threshold. It's like they yeah, can't that's leave. that's fine. I think yeah. that's fair, and then we can assess what we have. That we're up against potentially, and so you can prepare this spell. Is it a concentration? No, it's just for an hour. Oh, sweet! But you can get it to cast. We can haul the rock, and as soon as the rock is open, boom, you use your reaction to cast the spell. Was a minute casting time. Okay, well then, not so much. So wait till we're like almost. So you'd have to cast it and then move the block. You'd like start casting it while we're moving the blocks, almost. And I I think it. I think like it doesn't stop. Like, like. It's like, like if you cast fairy fire like five feet away from a wall, it'll reach into the wall, right? It doesn't stop at yeah. the wall. Well, usually, like, a, a barrier will stop a thing. You have, you and it'll can, say you something like three feet of stone or yeah. like one inch yeah, of lead or says, something like this that. This just says like a ten foot radius so, from the point of the ground which you can so see. So what I would what I would assume is if you cast it right up against it, it would come an arc ten feet out from the wall. And then it would go up the wall 10 feet because it couldn't go through the wall. It would kind of yeah. go like this. So you would have like this protective arch, which could be cool. You might effectively, you have a protective placemat and a protective arch that they can't Yeah, because go it goes through. 20 feet up. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of so, cool. So, I mean, they, even if we remove the block, they couldn't get into it. They couldn't escape because right. it's surrounding the, it's like an entire there's room surrounding the opening yeah, that's all yeah. we need to make yeah. sure happens yeah because if it's on the block then it's like you know five feet in either direction 20 feet up there's no way of yeah. them getting out yeah yeah no. if the rocks are already keeping them in then any other space would be rocks and then they can't yeah get past the rocks all right it's a deal let's do it cool. yes okay so you're going to cast a spell and then move the tree trunks out mm-hmm. yes yes okay so Jade casts a spell and the runes appear in an arc 10 feet away from the uh, point right in front of the block. And then who's going to do what on the removal? I'll just help. I'll uh, pull the branches. Yeah. Doggy, help. Ah, better strength okay. than I have. <laughs> and of course, Can't dogs like sticks. Can we the very locks on that did the trees to help us with the trees again? Um, they've all left, so it's just you guys. Yeah, it's just us. They yeah. did a big note. We want to keep them out of the danger area. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you shove aside the uh, the uh, trees, and it's just as soon as that last branch is pulled free, the block just immediately just voom, voom, uh, falls right out as if there's something on the backside pushing it really hard. 
and actually it, it shoots about uh, two to three feet you know off the wall before it hits the ground and something is in there trying to get out and um actually who would be the closest that i could see I don't know. I'm definitely not heaving me, a lot of rocks. Maybe? So I, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm pretty weak. So. so Cotter, you see what seems to be the small face of a black dragon. <gasps> oh. But it's in contorted in rage. Oh. And maybe it's about the and it's really weird because it's about the size of a um of a dragonborn, but the dra- the black dragonborn do not look like this. This looks like a small dragon's head. But once again, uh, contorted in rage, and it's uh, trying like to push on the circle, trying to get out, but it can't. Does its nose look messed up? No, Aww. no, okay. and this is much too small to be a man. To be a I real was hoping. dragon. Well, the other dragon seemed to have grown big. It could have been demon. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! So what are we gonna do? A dragon. Ah! Someone uh, talk to it. Uh, 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 yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Who speaks draconic? Well, two of us. Do, <laughs> the dragonborn, yeah. presumably. I do, and so does Craval. Yeah, I would hope he speaks Draconic. <laughs> so Craval, like who, who wishes to speak to this? It is your brethren, perhaps. I mean, is it can... like, is it like, hey guys, like just sticking his face out, or is it like raging right it, now? It's, it is like trying to. Okay, yeah. Uh, and so get out. it wants out of whatever whatever is behind it. Uh-oh. I mean, it... well, Craval, is it a, is it a, unless it's like a a devil dragon he can pass through the barrier it's yeah not like well, this one can't does not seem to be able to pass through the barrier oh it's a hybrid hybrid Neat. so perhaps you should uh, talk so to devil one. dragon what yeah what? if we can see if we can see that the um oh you want to go say divine sense i mean the fact that it that can't can get see. through implies that it's a fiend i mean basically directly indicates that it's a fiend yeah so what do you want to do? You've got a black dragon devil creature. I think I want to pull creature. the... Um, if this is being held back already, I want to pull the uh, second tree. No, no. And let the rocks you, go you, away. You, pull, you pulled the no, tree oh, away from okay. the block. So, and the block came shooting out. They were holding this block in place. I thought that was the first tree when... No, that, the, okay. it's like I said, the, when you pulled the last one, that, the block came shooting out. Oh, heck, I'll try it. I'll just kind of look at... Kind of and just say, can you talk? And the weirdest thing happens, it its mouth does not move, but you hear voices in your head. Voices. And it says, we will rend you from limb to limb, living creature, you mockery of dragons. All right, I guess we're fighting that. <laughs> <laughs> your flesh will taste great in our mouths. Our? There's more than one of you? We only see the one, right? Yeah, you can just see yeah. the, the, the two by three space. I mean, there, there may, you might be able to see like there's another one behind it, um, or maybe off to the side there. But I mean, it, it uh, you can really only kind of see the one and maybe two of them in in that the two by three hole. So I'm like, Adri, you have a lightning bolt. Would you do the honors and just toast everything behind it as well? I mean, does that mean we'd be starting initiative? Um, well, we probably should roll initiative at that point. Okay. I mean, this thing doesn't seem to be like, hey, friends. Yeah. It's like, let me get out of here so I can rip the flesh off your bone. I mean, he seems kind of ornery. And he's in the way. <laughs> he is, in fact, in the way. 
Yeah, I mean, are we rolling initiative? Okay, why don't we all do an initiative roll? One, one, one last question. Okay. Can we see how deep said hole is? No, his his face is right I'm, in there. I'm he can't really see. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I have advantage. Oh, I'm lucky. I'm not helping you. Okay. So, uh, initiative, Jade, I what do you get? I wish I had advantage. 18. Okay. Wow, that's pretty pretty bad for you. Yes, it is. All my initiative. Just wait till it gets to me. <laughs> and Sorzak. I've been contemplating this strange creature and, and thus only rolled a nine. Yeah, I, okay. got, I got a 10. First roll was a one, so. Okay, and Cotter? I got a 12. This is bad all the way around. I know, we're having a... Well, this thing Arlen, can't come can you out. save Rough us? time. No, I got an 11. <laughs> 11? Better than me. No. <laughs> uh, what, what's your dexterity? Uh, it is now a 12, so I get a plus one. So we push, is the answer, because we have the same dex now. So you get to figure between the two of you which one you want to do. You're like shouldering each other. Hey, man, it's my turn. Okay, and finally, Kroll. 30-20. Okay. So Kroll gets, uh, gets the high initiative. I mean, he was talking. It makes sense. Yep. And um, so are you going to uh, cast Lightning Bolt on this thing in the front there, Adri? Yeah. I, I mean, but it... I also rolled a 10, so yeah. I don't know if that means I can do that now or if I have to wait. Well, I assume everyone else is just holding their initiative until... They're going to say, yeah, why don't you go ahead? Yeah. Okay. And, um, and as you it. launch that lightning bolt towards the thing, that's where we're going to stop today. It's going to be painful on my back to hold this for that long. Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, I gotta say, I always love the uh, massive overthinking this group goes into. It's like, let's uh, let's attack the guys behind the wall. Let's shoot a lightning bolt. Okay, let's discuss everything for 20 minutes. And then let's go shoot them with a lightning bolt. Um, yeah, so there we are. Anyway, so it looks like after all that overthinking, the party has decided they're going to shoot them with a lightning bolt. But what's going to happen after that? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments. Follow us at Relic of the Past or Relic of the Past Podcast on your social media feeds. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>